Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. It is NFC Championship Game Week. The Eagles are hosting the 49ers in the NFC title game. The Birds have been there seven times over the last 21 years. Only the Patriots have been there more. Trying to get back to the Super Bowl for the second time in five years. Who better to break down the matchup with the Eagles and the 49ers? Brian Baldinger played for the Eagles as an offensive lineman. He breaks it down every week for you with Baldy's breakdowns. So here is a good conversation about Eagles Niners in the NFC title game. All right, let's bring in Brian Baldinger. Nobody does it better. I'm sure you're waiting around all day. Everybody that's listening out there trying to get Baldy's breakdowns for the games. Baldy, I appreciate it. We're going to see you this week on NFL Network. Yeah. You also work for Compass Media. You're going to be doing stuff for Sky Sports and your Baldy's breakdowns are fantastic. So we appreciate the time. My pleasure, John. Look, it's uh, it's that time of the year, man. You know, people can't get enough. Just trying to give them, you know, what they want and try to teach them along the way a little bit. So it's good fun for me. I enjoy doing all that stuff. So what are you thinking about this NFC title matchup coming to the link? Yeah, the Eagles win 14 games in the regular season. The Niners won 13 and they're rolling 12 straight wins into Philly. Yeah, no, but, you know, they, you know they, they, they their offense got better with the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. They're a better offense now than they were. And uh, they don't turn the ball over as much. And they have a lot more bigger plays on the game. They went up against good defense in Dallas, we all know. They had a lot of speed. And, um, you know, they couldn't get them into making a mistake, John. And, you know, so that's that's really, to me, that's what this game is going to come down to. Can the Eagles, with their defensive front and maybe the best secondary in football, um, you know, can they affect the quarterback? To me, that's, that's what this game is about there. The 49ers will get to their defense, but they were able to do that to Dak. That was the difference in the game. They got two field goals off their interception. So, no, I think it's 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 up to, you know, the, the Sackmeisters up front, Hassan and the whole group, you know, to get after this guy and uh, really force him into mistakes. Nobody's been able to do it so far. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he's 7-0, and and he's poised – and he's even more mobile than I thought he was. But do you think this is going to be the craziest atmo- atmosphere he's ever played in so far here in Philly at the link? Uh, you know, I did some of his games in the, in the Big 12 at Iowa State. You know, they have a good atmosphere there. They have a good atmosphere at Oklahoma. He was good there. But, he, you know, he's he, he's been on the road in some places, but he's not going to see anything like he's going to see on Sunday. Now, you know, part of his job is to handle the atmosphere. He's handled everything else, John. Um you know, everybody has to handle it, not just him. You know, um, they have a very interesting offense that there's a lot to it. And so they, they do a lot of communication pre-snap. And anything that disrupts the communication can disrupt the play. I mean, they're um, the old Kubiak-Shanahan offense. Um, on every play, there's a shift in emotion. So, and sometimes there's multiple motions. And so on that, 
every time you shift or every time you motion, there's a new 11 guys got to communicate. So they will try to get you to 33 forms of communication by the time they snap the ball. So, you know, you line up in a formation, you motion. Okay. That's a new, a new communication. Then you shift and that's another formation and that's another communication. So the Eagles have to be able to handle all that. And they understand that, but the 49ers got to be able to do all that in the atmosphere too. And so their offense will get challenged just pre-snap with what they like to do. That's a great point you made right there. And, and then when I look at the 49ers defense, they're right there with, you know, the other teams best against the run in the NFL gave up the fewest points, 16 points a game. So how fascinating of a matchup is this with how well the 49ers do against the run? And they've got great linebackers. How fascinating of a matchup for a team like the Eagles who just can basically dominate you with their offensive line. We saw that in those games against the Giants. Well, that's the best offense that they've seen for sure. And they haven't seen anybody like Jalen. So you have to, you know, the Giants had no answer for Jalen in the run game or the run game or the offense line. And, you know, that was a quality defense and they certainly didn't look like it, but that's what happens when you've got, you know, just horses up front like they do. Kelsey was amazing again. Um, but, you know, they, they ran four different backs at the Giants. And so when they get into that kind of a rhythm, they're hard to stop. And then if you, whether it's the RPO game, John, or whether it's the option game or whether the misdirection or the deep shots, I mean, they do a lot offensively. And so the key to their Eagles offense is stay on the field. They stay on the field. They're going to get into a rhythm. They're going to get into their game plan. They're going to get into running plays. The key for the 49ers is not to let them do that. And so they're excellent. I mean, um, I think that Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are the best tandem of linebackers in the league. They play very fast. They have instant recognition. Uh, it's hard to fool them. Um, and so, you know, but you know, up front, uh, I would say that you could run on this team. You could definitely run on this team. They have horses up front, Eric Armstead and, you know, uh, Javon Kinlaw and Bosa. They have horses, but it's not like they're invincible up front in the run game. With that defense, though, will it be tougher for some of the zone reads or Jalen Hurts, the RPO and stuff like that with how good their linebackers are? Well, they'll have an answer. I mean, I'd be surprised if, you know, Jalen is able to just to take off and nobody has, you know, you know nobody is checking him. Um, you know, and you have to add Hufanga and you have to add Jimmy Ward into it. Their safeties are really active. They're really good at the line of scrimmage. They're all, they're all excellent tacklers, all of them. I mean, they're excellent open field tacklers. And so when we saw, you know, Eagle running backs just running through tackles all day on Saturday, that, that that's that's usually you don't see that. They shut down Pollard when he was in there and Zeke today pretty good. Um, even, you know, even the Eagles things on third down and short and fourth down and some of the options they do, whether it's quarterback sneak or whether it's the pitch option that we saw the other day, like they'll have an answer for it. Now, whether the Eagles execute with their unbalanced lines, some of the things that they like to do, to, uh, to kind of tip things a little bit. I mean, I, I would think that they'd have a pretty good pretty good idea about what they're going to face on Sunday. Baldy, I saw your breakdown about Lane Johnson. You know, he's playing through injury. He's battling out there. And how much do you think it aided the Eagles' offensive line to be whole again and for Lane just to be out there? And where would you rank that offensive line performance this year for the Birds? I thought it was their best overall. I mean, I, they ran for... Uh, over 200 yards against a really good front. And, uh, you know, they moved Dexter Lawrence and Big Cat, and, you know, they, they really took care of business. You know, Lane is, uh, you know, look, if you're 
if you're Jalen Hurts and you're getting into step, maybe the huddle and you look over there and there's Lane Johnson over there. I mean, it just gives you, and there's no knock on, on Driscoll or anybody else that's out there. Um, but there's only one Lane Johnson in this league. So just seeing him in the huddle and seeing him battle through it, just the way Jalen's battling through that, I mean, they're just warriors, you know, and it's just a warrior mentality right now. I mean, Lane, big part of his whole life is the whole brotherhood. Um, you've been over at his house. You, you know how he takes care of people. Um, you know, college kids are over there working out right now. Uh, NFL players from around the league are over there working out. They like hanging out. They like being around it. And so that's his mentality. Like, he doesn't want to miss any of this. And, you know, he knows that there could be a setback, at, you know, at some point. He knows Bosa is going to be out there this weekend a lot. And he hadn't seen anybody like that um, in quite a while. So it's a good test for Bosa. It's a good test for Lane. So having Lane back out there and then you see Jalen Hurts, there was some concern about the sprained shoulder, but are those concerns kind of alleviated for you with the way he was able to throw it and run it and everything seemed in control? I mean, the second play of the game, they took a deep shot to Devontae, John. It didn't look like there was any problem. I mean, he beat Julian Love down the field. He laid it in there perfectly. They didn't take a lot of shots, but they took a lot during the season. And I, I would think that, you know, I think when Jalen first got hurt against Chicago, I think he thought it was worse than it was when it first happened. And then, you know, find out that it wasn't separated. Then people said, well, it's not as bad. Well, it's bad. And he was fought through it. But I think he's probably as – he looked like he could drive the ball just fine. He put it where he wanted to put it the other day. He didn't look like he favored it, you know, when he did pull it down and run. And, you know, he'll only get healthier uh, by the time next Sunday rolls around. So I don't think anything's going to stop Jalen. He wouldn't make a single excuse out there. It's not who he is. You know that. And so I, whatever, whatever percentage Lane, Jalen, anybody else is out, that's where they're at right now. Josh Sweat. I mean, you know, like all these guys that have been banged up over the last six weeks, um, you're going to get their best effort. All right, let's check in on the NFC title game line. The Eagles are two and a half point favorites powered by points bet. And here is a stat for you. Jalen Hurts is 20 and three as the favorite straight up in NFL starts. 20 and three straight up as a favorite in the NFL. And that is the best record by any quarterback, minimum 20 starts in the Super Bowl era. That is amazing. When he's the favorite to win, Jalen Hurts leads the Eagles to a win. And it is time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. PointsBet, your move. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. So download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. And even Miles Sanders, he, he had a knee issue, but it seems like they have a great thing going with him. He's running hard. But then you can also throw Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell in there, kind of keeping Miles a little bit fresh, huh? Well, they got, you know, what, you know, the good thing is they got into the run game, John. You know, sometimes they sort of kind of, they don't forget about it. They're just not on the field enough to really start getting into their plays and the rhythm, you know, Gainwell is their third down and short yardage guy. You know, there, there's got a, there's kind of a, a role for all those guys. And on Sunday, you know, Saturday, they got just, you know, a lot of carries. And so they all got their touches, you know, and so, you know, you, you got four different guys really carrying it and really making contributions in the run game. Everybody 
got into a rhythm. And that's that's rare. That's that's rare that four guys can all get touches and all get into a rhythm. That that doesn't always happen. But the fact that they committed to it, it helps that they were up 21-0. But the fact that they were committed to it seemed like from the beginning was a good sign. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of fans were wondering about those last couple games with the injuries. Did we see the 13-1 and Eagles once again in that playoff game against the Giants, the domination? Yeah, I think, you know, I think they, I think they did. I think they saw uh, a team that really believes, I mean, it's a special group. It's it, probably not much like, uh, unlike uh, 2017, John, like there's a real camaraderie amongst that group, how they pull for each other, how, um, you know, just, a, just a, the, the veterans that have been through all of that and the young kids that are there now really contributing. I mean, whether it's Reed Blankenship, you know, pick a guy, a young guy out there right now, uh, Devontae, I mean, guys that haven't been through that, that, you know, now understand the roles, understand what the playoffs are about. Um, this, this, I, I feel like if they don't play their best on Sunday against a, a really good team, a really sound team and well-coached, um, that would be disappointing for me. And when you look at the other side of the ball, I saw your breakdown on Hassan Reddick as well. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, did he come up with a couple wrinkles there? I mean, I saw even Brandon Graham was lined up next to Hassan a couple plays. Kaiser was out there, and then you had the twist stunt with uh, Hassan Reddick. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, how good of a game did he coach with his pressure packages? Well, he had a safety blitz of the Bradbury interception, and uh, it kind of, I think, you know, really threw Daniel Jones off. Uh, it was just a matchup. It was really a matchup zone, but, you know, Bradbury played it perfect. He played off. The pressure got to Daniel kind of forced the ball out a little bit. I saw some, some wrinkles from him. I really did. I mean, was it just, you know, they're, they're the only team in the league that plays a consistent five-man defensive front. Nobody else in the league does it. Um, you know, they do, it partly to, they do it partly to stop the run, John, but also if you play action or you do pass off of it, I mean, you got five one-on-ones up front. Now, maybe a back stays in, maybe a tight end stays in to help. But, you know, you're going to get Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Javon Hargrave Brandon Graham, you get those guys one-on-ones. And, you know, if you give those guys enough one-on-ones in any game, they're going to win. They're eventually going to win. And that's why you get 70 sacks, you know, in a season. Now, the downside to that is can you hold up with one linebacker, TJ, if, if they're in that front? Can you hold up on the back end, uh, you know, with in pass coverage? Well, you know, the, the pass rush makes up for a lot. But, you know, Slayton, Slay and, and Bradbury have been awesome all year long. So I'd expect – those guys continue to be really good. Baldy, you you played for the Birds. You know Philly. You've lived here forever. Um, do you get why Jonathan Gannon seems to get some disrespect from the fans or the fans don't believe in him or the fans don't like him? I mean, you know, maybe it's just a certain segment, you know, uh, who call talk radio or they're on Twitter and stuff, but it's out there. Nick Sirianni even, you know, went to his defense after the the win against the Giants. Do you, do you see why maybe – he doesn't play with a certain part of Philly. I, you know, look, he's not Buddy Ryan. Okay. Like, he, you know, he's not Buddy Ryan trying to, you know, just um, physically whip every single person in front of him, corners, you know, linebackers. Um, I, I think Jonathan's really clever. I think he's really bright. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to spend a couple minutes talking to him and he'll start telling you some of his ideas. And, um, uh, you know, and they've, they've gone through a lot of injuries in the secondary. And so that's not easy to do. Um, and they've had a lot of injuries up front, you know, that really affected this team. So I think he's overcome all that. And 
That was a good Giants offense. That that offense played really well for five weeks in a row. They looked completely dysfunctional. They took them apart. And, you know, if you're playing your best football in the playoffs, who cares what anybody says about Jonathan Gannon? I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be Jim Schwartz. You know, they, they didn't like Jim Schwartz either. And he won the Super Bowl. Now he's, you know, defensive coordinator again. So um, that's all right. You know, Jonathan Gannon, they're looking for guys that can lead, guys that can stand up in front of a room and motivate players, you know, offense or defense. And so I think when Jonathan Gannon, the way that he puts peer pressure and makes – what I, the one thing I like about him is he really – empowers the players to make it their defense and not everybody knows how to do that but he's got some he's got style to him where you know whether it's tj or hassan like some of these guys are playing the best football ever and i think part of it is this is your defense like this is this is this is we're going to go as far as you want this thing to be great and i think he's done a good job yeah now when you look at this Eagles 49ers matchup. It's fascinating because you said it. Uh, 49ers have not seen an offense like the Eagles, and vice versa. The birds offense, they probably haven't seen a defense, they haven't seen a defense like the 49ers. How do you think this is going to shake out? I mean, this is it's gonna be a really good one. Well, you know, I was just watching like there's two plays on the Eagles that one the Saquon run and then the Richie James drop, you know, where they're complete breakdowns. You know, if you break down against this kid, and he's shown it. If you break down against Brock Purdy, the 49ers can make you pay. If you let Richie James go through and run a, a divide against your safeties, they're going to score a touchdown. I mean, whether it's Kittle or Ayuk, they're going to score. He's not going to miss it because he, he's got six games before tonight where he did that almost every game. So you can't, you can't, you're fun, you know, just communication is really key, John. Like, now, I, I think Dallas played a really good game um, tonight, and they – their speed really showed up. They didn't really affect Brock Purdy the way I think the Eagles can. Because let's face it, I mean, this, if, if I bring up Buddy Ryan, um, you know, the Buddy school of defense is if you hit these quarterbacks early and you hit them often in the first quarter, they're going to give you they're going to give you one or two late in the game. And I, and I just, you know, if I was Hassan and Fletch and I was that group, that, that group, I'd say, let's just tattoo this kid and see what he's made of. Because I don't think he's really been – he escapes to his left a lot and – Throws the ball away. He does smart things with the ball. But I haven't really seen him tattooed the way, you know, Daniel Jones got tattooed the other day. And sometimes quarterbacks don't look quite as poised when they get hit like that. Yeah, you're right. Daniel Jones missed some throws as the game went on where you're like, he made those throws in Minnesota when he was kind of protected. Who do you think has the better roster, Eagles or 49ers? Mm, good question, John. Uh I think they're very, very similar. I think the Eagles are better in the trenches than the 49ers are. You can debate McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle that maybe they're a little better than the Eagles in that department. You can debate Jalen's more experienced than Brock is, and maybe he gets the advantage because of what he can do running the football. Both make really good decisions. Um, I think the Eagles are deeper and better on the defensive line. Might not have the superstar power that Bosa has, but I've seen a lot of rookie tackles in back-to-back weeks handle Nick Bosa one-on-one, uh, -on -one, just really no help. Um, so it's not like he's just winning every down. Uh, he's going to get tested against Lane and against Malata as well. So um, I would say that Eagles are better in the trenches, and that's kind of where these games usually get won. How about Kyle Shanahan? I mean, is he the best at getting guys open? Do you think he's the best – Designer well, I offense. think McCaffrey really helped him, John. I mean, he's just uh, – you really have to 
account for him in so many different ways because of his route running and what he could do in the passing game. So they do a lot of spacing stuff where it's just hard to cover everybody. It just is. There's just going to be open space. If you play man, all right, well, Ayuk's a great route runner. Kittle can beat you deep. Like, it's a little scary to go out there and just play man. And then if you play zone, the way they space you out, there's just going to be holes. There's going to be holes in your defense. So how do you take those holes away? So, you know, pass rush kind of solves everything. You know, if you could get guys just winning one-on-ones. But he's very good at understanding, you know, just spatial relations and how you flood areas and how you can create um, space. Uh, and he's got the guys to do it. Hey, Baldy, I mean, that was a hell of a run five years ago with Nick Foles at quarterback, and we saw the link was a real advantage. Games in Philly are a yeah. real advantage. Do you think this is the type of game that, okay, if it's out in San Francisco, could be a different outcome? Do you think – that it really is a legit advantage here in this game for the Eagles? Well, I mean, that's, you know, how he believes that, you know, and, uh, and how he builds, builds his team, you know, to, to win the NFC and to get the home field advantage. Make the 49ers travel six hours across the country. Make them stay in a hotel. I mean, all those things that can be a little disruptive. I don't care how professional you are. It's, it's not as the same as staying home. But we saw Cincinnati go to Kansas City last year and win. So the atmosphere is the atmosphere. Um, and it can be, uh, it, it can definitely affect you. There's no doubt. I mean, I played in playoff games where I didn't hear the quarterback the whole day. Didn't hear Randall Cunningham in New Orleans the entire day. But we still find a way to win the game. But I think uh, once the game is played, you know, um, I think, you know, guys kind of get locked in, you know, and I think the, the atmosphere kind of goes away, although it just takes one play, John. It just takes one play where it affects you like it did, you know, Kirk Cousins in that championship game and, Next thing you know, you have a pick six going the other way, um, you know, and it just seemed like the route was on from that moment on. You know, I saw the Super Bowl odds going into this weekend, and it seems like the Eagles were trailing some of the AFC teams, of course, and the 49ers. Do you think going in that was because we didn't necessarily know or the country didn't know Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, and their health? Yeah, I think that, that definitely factored in. You know, I mean, people were really – I mean, the Eagles were kind of coy. Um, you're over there every day. But, I mean, I think the Eagles are a little coy about just how healthy Jalen was. He wasn't really going to tell you anything. He's not going to tell you anything this week. Um, then, so, it, it probably played into it. I mean, they're going to factor injuries. I mean, if you have to get to, you know, Gardner Minshew, nobody's going to favor the Eagles. And not against Gardner. But, I mean, Jalen is u- a unique player, unique leader. But I would think, like, right now, I don't know what the odds are right now and, like, how it's changed, you know, after this weekend. But it'd be hard for me to believe that the Eagles aren't the favorite to win this thing right now. Um, you know, the, it just is. Like, they just look like the more complete team that have been to me all year long. And the, and what they did on display, nobody, you know, blew out an opponent in this postseason the way the Eagles did on Saturday night. So when you've got this thing mapped out, uh, Eagles NFC title game against the Niners, and you see the AFC matchup with Andy Reid. I mean, he's in the conference title every year. Um, and the Bengals. What are you uh, What are you thinking is going to happen? Well, I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes in anything. If we were playing marbles, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes. Like I just believe in that kid. Now we got to find out. Just you know, I mean, he, he's he's going to be hobbled. It didn't really affect him a great deal, but they didn't score the way I think they're capable of scoring. We'll see how he responds. Joe Burrow is just uh, he's just ice man. He's just he's just he. I mean, Joe Cool doesn't even describe just how good he is. Um, and so can they affect Joe Burrow? Like the Buffalo didn't do anything to him today and 
like he just carved them up. Um, their receivers are probably the best trio in the league. So uh, they, they, they're really good. I mean, those backup linemen didn't look like backup linemen. It's going to be a great game, John. Like, I, I wouldn't go against Mahomes, though, in that atmosphere. Uh, you know, we all can look ahead to see if it's, you know, Andy against the Eagles. I mean, the storylines are already drawn, you know. I mean, you know, you can't get a whole lot better than that to start with. If that And the Kelsey's, the right? Huh? <laughs> and the Kelsey's. And the Kelsey's. My I mean, you, know, you could just, like, you could just start lining, you know, the, the assistant coaches. You could just start lining some things up, you know, um, and just the fam- familiarity you know, between the two organizations. A couple final questions for you. I never got to talk to you this year, and I was always wondering what you thought about this. The improvements that Jalen Hurts made from last year and what we saw in that playoff game in Tampa Bay to this year, can can you go through your mind and, and your research and breaking down film over the past 10, 20 years? Has there been a quarterback who has made that kind of leap or a jump? Josh Allen. Josh yeah. Allen made that kind of leap, John. But, you know, uh, I'm around Jalen a little bit. He's an unusual guy. I mean, I met many people in anything that are as committed as he is. He went and worked with a coach in the offseason just mechanically. He's a lot better. Um, I thought for most of the season, he threw the best deep ball in the league. Getting A.J. really helped a lot. Um, having the offensive line in front really helped a lot. Having the stability in the coaches helped. But ultimately – his decision making, whether it's an RPO, you know, run pass, whether it's play action, whether it's uh, just threatening the defense on the perimeter, run pass, and then just the overall pinpoint accuracy. Um, there's only a handful of guys that have made the leap that he's made. Josh Allen is just the only guy that really comes to my mind. Most people tell you that you can't improve accuracy, uh, you know, once you know once you start playing, but he has and. I just think he think he sees things pre-snap so much clearer than he than he did last year or the year before. That's probably the best description I've heard about the advances that Jalen Hurts has made. Uh, and when I look at Jalen Hurts and I see a 24-year-old, he is so much more mature than any 24-year-old I know. And you've got leaders in there, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, guys like that, Brandon Graham. But it seems like he legit is the leader of men at the age of 24 for that whole locker room. And they follow him. And I think they even missed him in his leadership when he was out for those couple games and the the details that he, you know, every single week, makes sure everybody's on. Yeah. Him and Kelsey are pretty special duo, just handling blitzes and protections, everything up front. Uh, Kelsey, there's nobody better than Kelsey in the league at doing it. And I think Jalen's learned a lot from him, Uh, but he's just steadfast, John. He's just steadfast in his belief in who he is. Um, you know, I was a big advocate with the 53rd pick, you know, three years ago to draft him just because, you know, when he, when he got benched at Alabama, he didn't run and transfer. He stayed, he graduated, he grad transferred Oklahoma. All he ever told me he wanted to do was to be coached hard. And I think Nick and Shane and that group has coached him hard. Like he, you know, his father's a coach, his brother's a coach. Like he comes from a family of coaches, like he doesn't want any special kid glove treatment at all. And he, like he, he, you know, he sort of bristles at anything like that. And he has no problems, you know, blowing Nick off um, about plays and things that come in. And, you know, he just has his own mind about what he believes is right. And, you know, they've had some, you know, minor blowups on the sideline over some situations and calls over the last couple of years. But um, I think at the end of the day, uh, he knows what's best for the team. 
I'll tell you, if they go on to the Super Bowl, you'll get some good quotes, huh? He, he's... Oh. he I mean, look, he, he look. I mean, uh, what, what did he say? He, he's he said last week that um, yeah, uh, something about you know he's the target every week. Whatever he said, like you know, yeah, he's, bounty. He's there's a bounty yeah, on a bounty on me every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Are people afraid to use that word bounty anymore? Like you know, that doesn't always sit well with a lot of uh, executives when you th- throw that word bounty out there in yeah. football. But uh, yeah, they, I I thought that was. You know, I think that was a pretty good description, though, about what it's like to play quarterback in this league. And the rents do every day. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's not That's hungry. Who he is though, Johnny? I, mean, I yeah. you know, look, you want to work out with Jalen in the off season. You know, meet him at five thirty in the morning. Don't be late. Like, be there on time. Like, he's going to be there. He'll be ready to go. Like, he's just, you know, he's got a real military, like, um, backbone to him in how he approaches things. And they say he's at the Novacare complex. Like his car is always there. Whenever anybody comes in there, it's there. When they leave, it's there. I mean, is he really football twenty four seven? I think it's. Uh, I, I think he. I think he is football twenty four seven. But I think it's more than that. I think he just wants to be great. Like he like. Why can't he be what Russell Wilson was for a decade, or Peyton, or Aaron Rodgers? Like like why are those guys any better than me? Like I think he believes that he can be that person. And that he's not just an athlete playing. I mean, he wants to be the best. And so he knows that winning Super Bowls, how you, you know, you kind of become the best. So I think that's his mentality. And I think he structures his life to that. And he does his off seasons and, you know, whatever time he has, you know, socially, like, like he carves it out for whatever. But I think his commitment to the game is, is pretty supreme. It is going to be a pretty amazing story if they're able to get back to the Super Bowl with a completely different quarterback, different coach. I mean, if you think about it, Carson Wentz was drafted to be the man, the franchise. Nick Foles steps in, wins the first Super Bowl in Philly. And now five years later, Carson may be out of the league and Jalen Hurts could be going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty wild. Well, it is wild. I mean, connect the, dot, you know, connect the dots in a lot of different ways. But, you know, Carson was really deficient in a lot of areas, John. He's... We've seen it in other places, but we saw it here at the end. And Jalen said, okay, I'll take advantage of this opportunity. And that's all he, it's all he wanted. He wanted to be coached hard. He wanted the opportunity to win the job. Um, you know, and he's, he's answered all of those things. And then, you know, the biggest thing is we've just seen the steady improvement. And I don't think we've seen the end of it yet. Um, you know, he's got tremendous relationships with everybody in that building, in that locker room. And not everybody knows how to do that. We had a guy here that didn't know how to do that. Exactly right. This is going to be a great story if the birds get back to the Super Bowl. The, the first team ever, I think, to go back to this level in the playoffs five years after having different quarterback, different coach. I mean, the job Howie Roseman did with this roster and turning it over. He over the last- didn't make any wrong moves. I mean, A.J. Brown on draft day was an amazing coup that he pulled off. But, I mean, Hassan and Kazir, I mean, just go through Bradbury. I mean, yeah. Like he did his homework. He, he, he put a good roster together. And and one final thing, I know you want me to go, but, uh, you know, I remember in Philly, every year Andy Reid would draft an offensive lineman in the first round. Everybody, like, oh, my goodness, we need another offensive lineman. How he drafted Landon Dickerson. Everybody's like, well, what, what do we need that for? Uh, it's pretty amazing. Do you think that Andy Reid really instilled in everybody in this organization how important the offensive line is? Did it start with him? Well, I mean, it did. But then, you know, Stoutland came with Chip and, you know, his first pick was Lane. And so, you know, then they, they found in the international program, Malata, 
And it was hard not to take Dickerson. I mean, you just bet on the person. The injuries are the injuries, but you just bet on the person. You know, and obviously Kelsey is Andy's guy. Uh, but say a model, I mean, you know, the, I mean, you just give, you know, me and you could become decent offensive linemen with Stout, you know. So um, I, I, I tell him all the time he should get a $100,000 bonus every time he develops a new starter over the last 10 years. Like, you know, he should be rewarded much probably better than he does. But that guy is just an unusual coach that just knows how to get everybody's attention. Stoutland University. Stoutland University. Love yeah. it. Baldy, I appreciate the time, man. I love yeah. talking football. My pleasure, John. Enjoy the week, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. These guys got a good time over there. Yeah, your Baldy breakdowns are great. And then yeah. we're going to see you on NFL Network, Sky Sports, and Compass yeah. Media. So keep up the awesome work you do, man. I appreciate you, John. Thanks, buddy. Oh, mom, so flagrant.